Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're continuing our series on how to communicate with prospective customers. I'm going to warn you in advance that today's episode may offend some listeners, especially if you've invested a lot of time and energy in particular forms of marketing that I'm going to be a little bit critical of today. One question I often receive is about newsletters. There's so much being written on how to use digital media to connect with clients. Sadly, the techniques that are being advocated today are too often abused and quickly cross the line and become spam. In my experience, very few people truly want to receive a newsletter. I rarely want to be on an email distribution list for a newsletter. For me, the email system is a business tool. I don't want clutter getting in the way, and as soon as I magically appear on someone's list, I unsubscribe. Because I almost never intentionally put myself on a list, I'd feel no shame in unsubscribing. I stand guard at the gates of my brain, and I don't allow people to dump crap in it. The world's most successful people are successful because they focus, and that means saying no to vastly more opportunities than they say yes to. We're constantly being bombarded by inputs every day. It's relentless. In fact, I would bet I'm going to challenge you right now from where you're sitting or standing or listening to this podcast, I'm going to bet there's at least half a dozen advertisements within your immediate field of view. You probably don't even see them. You've tuned them out. And you have to because it's a matter of survival. Right now, I'm sitting at my kitchen table as I'm recording this show, and there's a logo on a glass mug. There's the logo on my watch, a logo on the microphone that's right here in front of me, a telephone on the far side of the table, and a box of cookies. Oh, and of course, um, there's the logo on my computer. So there we are, six items just on the kitchen table. I didn't even need to look further afield. And unless I'm looking for these items, I tune them out. I don't even see them. I only allow items that I'm actually looking for when I'm looking for it, not on someone else's timetable, to come into my field of view. So if you've got a white paper that speaks directly to a topic that I'm interested in, I'm more likely to consume the content in that form because white papers are evergreen content. Newsletters are not. Newsletters have a shelf life. I believe that blogs also, which have a shelf life, can be an effective tool, but they need to be really high quality and they need to be short and impactful. That means making a single point. I'm a huge fan of Seth Godin's blog. And some days his articles are three sentences, sometimes just a paragraph. He publishes the minimum words needed to have a penetrating impact. He's respectful of the reader's time and attention. Now, I know there's a school of thought which advocates producing regular content so that you stay present in the minds of your prospective clients. And I agree with that sentiment. But we live in a short attention span world. Newsletters very often report on what's new at the business. Now, that content is usually interesting to the writer and utterly boring to the reader. Even a couple of boring articles are enough to get a recipient to permanently delete the incoming mails. And at that point, you've become an annoyance to the receiver. You become clutter in their email inbox. You want to be mindful of the emotional reaction your email creates. If your email has a low open rate, then you're better off not sending it. I personally only subscribe to three pieces of daily content. I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. I subscribe to Senior Housing News, which is a daily industry newsletter on what's happening in, in the senior housing industry. And I subscribe to Seth Godin's blog. In terms of weekly content, I subscribe to Tim Ferriss, his Five Bullet Friday. And that's it. There are other ways to engage your audience to consume less reader time. 
and I prefer to use the podcast and social media to remain present in people's minds. The podcast, for me, is educational marketing, and people are willing to be educated, but it's got to deliver value. If the show ceases to deliver value, then your listeners are going to go elsewhere. My listeners will go elsewhere if, if I drop the quality. So my commitment to you is to deliver high quality every day. That's a huge commitment, and it's one that I take seriously. We live in a multitasking world, and for some reason, people seem to be more willing to consume content while they're brushing their teeth in the morning, preparing their coffee, or driving to work. That time's being consumed anyway, so the podcast is not a waste of time. It makes that otherwise chore time a richer experience. They can't consume a newsletter or a blog article while they're driving or walking to the train station, but they can listen to a podcast. I'm not saying everyone should get in the podcast business, but for some, it can be a viable marketing tool. It requires a religious commitment. Even an occasional missed episode or late publishing of an episode will cause listeners to question the reliability of the show. And once that happens, you've lost them. When you produce marketing content, you've got to make sure your clients are truly interested in it. Otherwise, you're wasting your time and you're annoying your potential customers. As you're thinking about that, work on your marketing strategy that's truly going to connect with your customers. Have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.